1: and shop for anything outdoors. When you make a purchase from the Go Wild store, everything is free shipping. Anything that you purchase anywhere in the country, no matter how big, free shipping. So go down to the show notes, click on the Go Wild link at the bottom, and get signed up today. And let's Go Wild. If y'all purchase anything from Go Wild, make sure that you're using the Houndsman XP promo code. And that code is going to be HXP10. So when you go in there and you download your cart, and you come up to the the bottom and it says promo code, add Houndsman XP to it. On this episode of The Journey, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and we're gonna learn about something that absolutely drives me crazy, and that is coyotes. We are going to Pennsylvania and we're going coyote hunting, and that means we're gonna do it on purpose, not having our dogs trashing. So, we uh, put out a questionnaire here a couple, couple months ago, and um, Brett uh, Brent rolled out and said, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z, and we got to talking back and forth. So, today we're gonna to have Brett Hilliard, on from Western PA, and Brett and I've talked through um, text messages, and you know, kind of learn a little bit about each other. And the funny, funny thing about uh, Pennsylvania is, and especially you guys that live there, you know, you know, you know this. A lot of the surrounding states don't. But really, the only thing that you can hunt with hounds is coon, bobcats in a certain area, and then coyotes. You can't run big game and pennsylvania's eat up a bear we know that We've all, we all know that but anyway that's kind of the background is how we ended up doing this podcast so brett how is everything in pennsylvania this evening
0: oh it's a snowy night tonight and we're loving seeing that for the hunting it has been a slow winter for the snow up here and so we're happy to see it
1: so how long do you got how long how, how long can you guys run your coyotes like for us um, you can run them year round if it's on private property, and if there's a hunting season on national forest, you can run them on national forest. How does that work with you guys?
0: That's the same way it is with us. We can run them year round. No, no problem. The only Pennsylvania has a law that on Sundays um, you're supposed to have uh, written permission on Sundays to run your to train or run your dogs. But other than that, you can run them year round.
1: Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Like. You know, I, I can't stand, I mean, it's so hard for, for me, um, it's hard for me to break my dogs off coyotes because either you have to have snow on or you have to see them. And as you and I have talked, you know, that's one of the things that intrigues you about the coyotes, they're so smart, like, you don't see those scoundrels very much here. I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll see one, you know, you'll see one here and there, but... It's not something that you see on a on a daily basis or a weekly basis and probably not even on a monthly basis. They're so skittish. Um Yeah, that's
0: that's for sure. We we drive the snowy roads, you know, looking for tracks and there's days you'll look for hours before finding the track. I mean they're they don't you know, and then to see them in the daytime here in Pennsylvania is pretty rare. I mean pretty, pretty mm-hmm. rare to see them.
1: Yeah. I know when I was up um At the Great American Outdoor Show, I had, I mean, I had numerous guys um, come to to the booth at Go Wild, and, you know, they were talking, and most of the guys that I talked to, of course, we were in Pennsylvania, so it all kinds of fits together. Most of those guys were coyote hunters, and I cannot remember where the big hunt was, but most of them guys were talking about this hunt. And you can use dogs. You can, you know, predator call them. You can do whatever. You know which one I'm talking about.
0: It has to be Mosquito Creek. Yep, Is that that's it. it.
1: Yep, Mosquito. I knew it was Creek, but I couldn't remember the first name. Yes, Mosquito Creek. And I mean, these guys were excited. They were pumped. Um, and I think that was the next weekend that um, that that was happening. All those guys, they were looking at our Cajun lights um, that we had, and was looking at those. Even some, even the. Uh, the night hunters without dogs were looking at the lights. So, Mm -hmm. um, that was something that was interesting to me. And I did talk to a lot of those guys and, um, like I said, I'm just not familiar with, with your guys' world and I want to learn. So that's why we've got you on. And I'm, you know, I'm really thrilled to, to, to learn today about what you, what, what you've got to teach. Mm -hmm. So Brett, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, where you are from? And we'll just kind of roll from there. Hey, that
0: ain't a whole lot to me. We're from Western Pennsylvania and uh, we haul logs for a living. That's a pretty booming business in this part of Western Pennsylvania. But basically, all I do really is haul logs, chase coyotes, and that's really about it, honestly. A little bit in the summer, I have a motorcycle, but work so busy in the summer. Uh, basically, all we really do is haul logs and chase coyotes mainly.
1: Yeah. And how, so how often, how much do you think you hunt? Do you hunt? 100 days a year 150 200 what do you what do you think you get in
0: honestly i'd never counted but it'd probably be pretty disgusting i mean in the in the winter like from from end of deer season till turkey season we're probably out at least three days a week usually four or five days a week you know if work permits you know if if i can get away it's it's quite a bit quite a bit
1: yeah and i guess running the logging business if the weather's bad or snowing or stuff that gives you a day off is that correct
0: um actually the colder it is the better it is but this winter has been so muddy mm-hmm. and a lot of the winter yeah it's muddy so i can sneak, i can sneak away i have two other trucks and drivers so i can sneak away pretty good i've been able to sneak away as much late as i'd like to but yeah it's in the summertime it's pretty dang busy but i still try to get out a day a day a week in the summertime keep try to keep the dogs in shape but it, it gets so hot in the middle of summer i i usually don't go out too much you know when it's really hot
1: mm-hmm. yeah well I, yeah i would I, I, I can see that. So <clears throat> tell the listeners a little bit, like, what is it that drives you to hunt coyotes? I know you had told me before, but what is it that, that really makes you want to pursue these animals?
0: Oh man, when I was young, they just intrigued me. I, I, I tried calling them. you mean, know, I went and bought the call and the spotlights and stuff. And I just, it's never really worked out too good. And then I'm like, oh, I'll trap them, you know? So I got, went and spent all kinds of money on traps and, all the tools and all the sense and everything and it didn't really work either and uh my buddy was running coyotes he, did, he didn't have his own dogs yet but he told me he's like this is the way to do it this is the way to do it i've heard of it before and um, he finally took me one day and the first day i went i shot a coyote and i'm like this is the way to do it this is the total way to do it and uh, ever since then i've been hooked i mean i when i was young i hunted deer like archie's season every every day and now i literally sold my bow and everything i don't even bow hunt anymore. The only thing I care to hunt anymore is coyotes and bear. That's it. It's
1: just they just I just think they're the smartest animal in the woods. They just drive me nuts. Yeah, I, I um when I started running hounds back in the early nineties, uh I was an avid bow hunter. Bow hunt bow hunting and spring turkey were my absolutely my two favorite things to do. And when I started competition hunting, I realized that I couldn't lay out all night chasing dogs and get up. Cause I'm, I like, I'm i I'm a morning person. Like mornings is when I really like to hunt. Um, and I just couldn't do it. So I, I did the same thing. I give it up and just started concentrating on the hounds and it just went from there. <clears throat> so tell us your background with, with dogs. Um, when, when did you have dogs? What started you into dogs? Um, what what well, drove you, and I know you just said that, you know, you, your buddy took you out with dogs and you were able to catch one, but what, like, what, you know, lit that fire under you for the hounds?
0: When I was young, um, at the time, he was uh, kind of my uncle with, through marriage, and uh, he had, his name is Ronnie Cumberland, a lot of people would know that name. He has outstanding English coon hounds. and uh, well, he would take me, you know, when I was little, you know, I'm talking third and fourth grade, and I remember – there was nights we get home at, you know, two and three in the morning and my dad would just be just be jacked, you know. And uh, you know, his coon hounds were just extraordinary. And I just thought at that time when you are young, I just assumed that everybody's coon dogs were like that. They were just all you know, they were just that good. You know, you went out every night and got all kinds of coon street. And then uh his life went on, you know, same thing, went out with some uh rabbit guys with beagles and they had some really good beagles and I just assumed that every you know that's just how it was mm-hmm. and i always i always wanted to i really wanted a coon hound when i was young and my dad was like no not happening he wasn't really a dog guy anyway especially hunting dogs he didn't like them and so i had in my head i'm like you know someday when i move out I'll get my place i'm gonna have a dog and i didn't know what it was gonna be But the like, kayak dog weren't even in my head yet because i didn't even know about it but it was, i said see me coon dog grab a dog something and it wasn't even the hounds i mean even the, a friend of mine had a good bird dog and i would take it out on my own you know after school and stuff and and i just loved it. it was just kind of anything to hunt with a dog i just loved it and and i just assumed like i said i thought they were all good and i got out went hunting and i got like i said the first day i went and i'm like i gotta get a dog and i got a dog and I, uh i found out pretty quick that not not every dog is a great dog pretty fast and it's there's more to it than than what you see
1: yeah, it takes <laughs> it takes a lot of work, a lot of boot leather <laughs> and a lot of knowledge and some of us sometimes we cuz I'm one of those people um man, I just kind of lucked into a really good dog uh, out of the out of the gate and kind of set the uh, bar high for me for for my hound experience, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, when I got started uh when I got my first dog, he was a young dog and I the guys that I s- started with they weren't too they didn't want to give too much knowledge up I guess you know what I mean and uh, so that was that made it tough and uh he he didn't work out and I rehomed him to a just a just a house dog and met met some other people during you, you know through the time I uh found a I bought a uh he was about three years old and I still have him today and he wasn't completely finished but he he taught me more than any person or I could have taught myself I mean he taught me I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot. He taught, he showed me what a good dog is, you know, he got into, them, you know, he got finished off. I mean, he, he, he taught me more than anything and, you know, I, I, I got lucky with him. I mean, you know, very lucky.
1: Mm-hmm. So how long have you been running hounds on codes? I'm going to
0: say end of either end of 17 or beginning of 18, I'm going to say when I got my first, my first one is when I got into it, but like I was as green as grass. I mean, I, I was, I couldn't, when I started, I couldn't tell you the difference between a fox track and a coyote track. I mean, I was green <laughs> as grass, literally.
1: And how, so tell us about that experience. Tell us, you know, kind of tell us how you got started and, you know, what, um, you know, how you got to where you're at today.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, a lot of it was self-taught as far as like the tracks and, you know, where the coyotes hang out you know, I found out pretty fast, you know, they hang out in the same spots, but I met uh, a good friend of mine. I know him a lot, His name is Earl Schweitzer. He taught me a ton about dogs and, and, and tracks and, you know, things about that and how I find them and how not to make, you know, dumb mistakes when you run them, you know, you know jamming the dogs in the road or anything like that. And then after him, I met another great friend, which and he taught me thing about coyotes. I mean, he can he can look at a track and tell you if a coyote has a bum leg I mean, he taught me so much and i'm so thankful for them guys and not just them I mean, a lot of people taught me a lot too but them guys taught me everything and and you know and i'm not gonna act like i know a lot but I, every time we go out I, I learn something else about the dogs or the coyotes or something but they them guys taught me a, a, a ton i mean i owe, i owed a lot of my knowledge to them and like i said the dog that i got he taught me between them two and that dog i i owe it all to them if it wasn't for them i'd probably wouldn't wouldn't be too too and too good at it to this day
1: so talk to me about what you just said about the bumping at the road um talk, talk to me a little bit about that and explain what what you're talking about
0: Let's say you got a coyote coming towards the road you know trail road um everybody wants to race up there you know to see the coyote shoot the coyote you know whatever uh, you know if they're on a trail and and the coyotes are smart if they win you or see you They'll spin right around. They'll do a 180 and run right back into the dogs around the dogs. And that is very tough for them dogs to pick up on. And it makes a big loss for the dogs. And, I mean, they, they could lose literally minutes, you know, on that coyote by doing that. So, you know, at first I didn't know that. I just, you know, you see you see the arrow on the Garmin, you know, 200 yards. I'll get up there. And then it gets to the road and the coyote's not there. You know, the dog has a big loss and you don't even know what happened. Oh, it just disappeared in thin air. Well, it just didn't disappear in thin air, you you know, you turned the coyote and they went back, you know, that's what happened. And and even, and I even try, you know, if the dog's safe, I even try staying out of the dog's way on the road. You know, when they see the vehicle, sometimes they kind of,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, know come to you, but sometimes you can mess them up. I just try giving them as much room as possible, you know, as, as, as humanly possible. Just give them as much room safely to let them get across on their own. But yeah, that's, that's, I, I call it jamming. A lot of guys call it, but I call it jamming, jamming the coyote. You know, you jam yep. it right back into the dog. It's, and when there's, when there's snow and somebody jams a kayak, it's not horrible. You can get in there and get on the track and, and, you know, there's good enough dogs that'll pick it right back up. But like sometimes you have to help them a little bit. And when it's dry ground, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's really tough, but you know, we got pretty, pretty good dogs that, you know, they'll, they'll pick it up pretty fast. When they see the scent's not across the road or in the ditch, they, they'll they usually go right back usually. So,
1: so let me ask you something, cause that brings up a very good qu- question that I have. Um like i said i probably run a handful of coyotes a year um and when i say a handful i mean uh, you know if i have five races to me that's a lot um there have been years that it's been more than that and there have been years that it's been less than that but so i i've been bear hunting long enough that i feel like i know how a bear travels what he what he's doing um and when we get to those road crossings and stuff, um, I feel like I understand what's going on and what's going to happen. Now, mm-hmm. several of those races, which I feel like my, my dogs or our dogs are running yotes, um, one thing that I want to ask is water. Like we hunt, we hunt along a creek, and when I say a creek, I mean it's a pretty good creek, um, and I have noticed – that a lot of time, like a bear will come across it, like Mm -hmm. no problems, boom, it's in it, you just hang back, he's going to pop up in the road here in just a second. Um, But there have been several races that we don't see the bear, we get, and like you said, everybody gets up and jams up on on where the dogs are going to cross, we never see it. The dogs get to the creek, because the road's right beside the creek, and they end up parallel in the creek and then going back over the mountain or something happens and they never come across. Um, typically when the bear starts coming off of the mountain and he gets to that point, uh, he's going to come across the creek. Mm -hmm. So would, so water, talk to me about water. Is that something the coyote tries to stay out of or do they care?
0: Um, it depends if you have just slower dogs just regular speed dogs behind them they, mm-hmm. they'll cross they'll cross cricks like nothing but like you know a decent sized body of water no they usually won't they have no urge to swim you know i guess that's the point that i i, I if they have to swim no but if you got some fast dogs and you're putting pressure on that coyote you know yeah they'll they'll they will 100 percent swim but you got to be pressuring them pretty good to make them swim though uh-huh. they just got to get they just got to get their feet wet or their chest what they're fine but when they got to swim you got to be driving them pretty pretty hard to make them swim
1: uh-huh. and so back to the the whatever it is we're running because we never see it so i don't know um my educated guess is a is a coyote um so you're saying if i'm up like i am with a bear trying to wait till he crosses the coyote's going to win me or hear the vehicle or something, and he's going to turn and he's not going to come across where I'm at.
0: 100%. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's coyotes out there that they have it set in their mind. They're going to cross. and They don't care if there's a hundred trucks sitting there. I have seen that. But mm-hmm. if, it, if they're smart enough and, and and they're not have it set in their mind, yeah, if they hear you, the wind's blowing. If they have the wind, they're not coming across that road. I can about guarantee it. I've, I've seen them. Hit the road, see somebody and go right back. They didn't even finish crossing. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, but when they, when I have seen them, when they have it set in their mind, they're crossing. Or like I said, if you got some dogs that are really driving it, they will. I've seen them cross. It didn't matter who was sitting there. They would cross right in front of the pickup. I, I have a video one that ran clear down the road to my own video. He, he came right beside the pickup and jumped up in the brush beside my door. I mean, he just, he had it in his head that he was coming down the road and that's what he did.
1: And w- were the dogs like putting pressure on him or were they, or they laid, where they back off of him a little bit.
0: They, they were definitely pressuring them. That's yep. when they get, you
1: know, mm-hmm. get stupid. Yeah.
0: Guys don't make stupid mistakes, but when they get stupid is when they're getting pushed, you know, and they're really,
1: mm-hmm. really getting. Hurt. <clears throat> yeah, I can, I can see that. And like I said, I can actually visually picture some of the things that you're talking to me about. Like, um, one of the things that I've noticed um, with, with coyote races here and i mean it may be different so that's why i'm throwing this out there like if my dogs start doing a lot of zigzagging and back and forth and circling that's normally not a bear Mm -hmm. um a bear will circle but it's usually a a little bit bigger circle and if you if you're running a sow with cubs um you know she may make a tighter circle but when you start getting a bunch of zigzagging and just off the wall off the wall um tracks on your garmin um it's fairly easy for me to say that's not right now when what's not right is it's not a bear for me um so what what's your take on that how do you, how do those things act when when y'all are running they, them
0: i mean they're usually like a big rabbit you know when they get when they get to where they're comfortable, I think, to their, where they live at, they'll circle just like a big rabbit. You know, sometimes they'll make a 200-yard circle. Sometimes they'll make a 100-yard circle. Sometimes they'll make a mile circle. Mm-hmm. But usually usually, they will be back. Like, you know, if you get in there and you bust it out of there, you give it time, usually it'll come right back. But I have seen them just run, 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 you know, line right out. But like I said, usually when they get somewhere, in my opinion, it's I think you're catching them where they don't live, is my opinion, But mm-hmm. when they line because it always happens, you'll line out, line out, and then they'll get somewhere and start circling, you know, just like a just like a big rabbit. That's my theory. But they, they usually, you know, they they circle fairly fast. Some of them don't, but they usually will eventually, you know, circle. So, I've I've heard of guys I've heard of guys that'll stand right where they jump the coyote and it might take ten minutes or it might take three hours, but they'll stand there and stay in that exact spot and they'll kill the coyote eventually, you know, right where they jump the coyote.
1: So I guess we should back up. What kind of terrain are you hunting? Like Um, I don't know if you've been down 81, but we're, we're in a mountainous area. Um, you know, we're, we're on the, in the Appalachians and elevation, our highest points like 5,200 feet. Most of our hunting is around three to 4,000 is where we're at. Um, the North parts of the mountain are steep. The Souths Mm -hmm. are sloped. Um, we've got a lot of timber cuts and cutovers, and then, uh, laurel thickets, um, stuff you know, stuff like that. The, the open timber is down off the mountain in the flat ground is what we call it. Um, so what kind of, was that the same type of area you're hunting or are you hunting a different?
0: No, we don't have near, near mountains like that. I mean, we have hills and stuff, but basically here you can walk in any direction you want without much trouble. I mean, don't wrong. Like we have like basically here, it's just a bunch of rolling hills. Like we don't have great big mountains and stuff like you guys i've traveled through there we don't we don't have that we we've traveled to places like we have been to new hampshire and other places that are that are like that Mm -hmm. but here it's kind of just like it's just constant rolling rolling ground it's not flat it's rolling ground and there is hills and valleys and things like that but you can walk pretty much wherever you want basically right much trouble
1: right i got you um so so go back walk us through the process of where you know you got um you got dogs, and you, you're on your first couple hunts. What what was that? What was that like?
0: Oh man, I was just constant, just constant running, not knowing how to. Well, first, you know, if, you, if you're lucky, if we were lucky enough to find the right thing and you know get on them, that was that was step number one. And then we got rolling. It was basically just running my poor dog in the dirt all day because we didn't know how to get the dang thing killed. And uh, you know, it was a lot of a lot of running. I figured out how to get it done, but, but he's going to be eight this summer. And I bet he—he going to he's got a million miles on him, but he don't—he don't have to get run that hard anymore. But it's—it's a—it's definitely a learning as every, as is everything, but it's a learning process, and it was tough. I mean, tough. And I'm—I'm I'm always eager to learn. Even now, I'll, I'm eager to learn everything. So I feel like I was able to learn pretty fast. I wasn't stuck in my ways at all. You know, if somebody had anything to offer me you know and any kind of information i took it i mean rather it was probably right or wrong i probably should have took all of it but i you know i took it all into account in my head and it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it every every little thing helped and i think we came a long way pretty pretty fast in my opinion and i but i i can't it wasn't on my own i know that for sure
1: so how how long was it before you were able to take <clears throat> your dogs and go out and 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 um consistently catch catch game.
0: i'm gonna say probably a solid I mean, he, probably two years before we, it was you know steady that you know confidently like i like i could constantly go out today and have a chase you know mm-hmm. not always have even days we do we still get skunk now but i can pretty much you know go out and get a chase you know probably probably a year and a half two years is what it took i would say you know um and i went through a lot of a lot of, you know i bought a lot of dogs and not, a whole, not all, not all, not only two of them worked out that I actually bought and I figured out pretty quick puppies was the way to go. If you wanted, wanted to make what you wanted and you know, it, 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 it took, it took a while. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, we don't catch a whole lot of coyotes. you know, we gun most of ours. We don't, we don't catch a whole lot of them, you know, pair paramount, but not, we, we gun most of ours around here with, with our style dogs. I, mm-hmm. I'll say that
1: right so what and so let's let's talk about that what um what what kind of dog i mean you you're running straight running dogs or you wouldn't have a need yeah, for a tree and dog in yours
0: no, no we, we we don't uh we're running all running dogs you know um some July mixed in there, some Krogan uh blood stuff like that, but they're all they're they're all running dogs that we have, and uh like I said, a lot of the blood comes from guy. mesh poor earl um part my best best dog i got the witch, my female i got her as a puppy from him and he didn't even want to sell her to me when she was a puppy i was supposed to get out of a different litter and he did and uh and i got some other good blood puppies out of some other stuff and they're doing exceptional in most people's eyes but they're all like i said they're all uh running dogs just different a lot of, a lot of different colors in my yard that's for sure
1: so where do you go to get like so, where does y'all's? You said your your buddy has the line that you're hunting?
0: Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he, both my friends, they have both of what I run. Earl is the first, Earl Schweitzer, he's where I got the first puppy from. And that one is, mm-hmm. she's exceptional. And, uh, Butch, I had uh, the dog that I bought at two or three years old also was out of his breeding. And, uh, it's pretty much, Pretty much what we have stuck to you know some out crosses and stuff and but uh yeah that that breeding there between them two guys it's it's in my opinion exceptional they have plenty of nose most of them have plenty of speed a lot of a lot of track control you definitely need that around here a lot of track control and, and jumping nose i don't have i don't have a whole lot of want or need for just a you know a running dog that don't have a whole lot of nose i like something that can get in there and get one rolling. you know, we have a lot of a lot of times, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll trail for, for miles, you know, not all the time, sometimes they'll jump within 800 or a thousand yards, but we do have times where they trail for a long time. So you need a good, you know, you need a good, a good nose around here for sure.
1: So what, um, what, how long of a track? So when you say they got a trail, so how old is that track? If you guys are trailing that track for how old, how old a track are you guys kind of, you want your dogs to be able to take, you know, six hour, eight hour, twelve hour, fourteen. What what is your guys kind of your standard? that you guys go by?
0: I'm going to say our average is probably. I'm going to say between six to eight hours. Probably some definitely fresher and some older. We we can help our dogs a lot around here. We have a lot of a lot of blocks around here. So say you have a track going into somewhere. You guys may do the same thing. I'm not sure. You go all the way around the block to make sure the kite didn't didn't come out of there do you do you you guys do that too with the bear if you have snow uh
1: yeah if in in certain areas if we have if we have the availability but i mean i don't know how your blocks are sectioned up is it like mile by mile or um, yeah a lot
0: of them are within a lot of them are probably a couple miles by a few miles something like that there's some smaller ones and a lot of bigger ones
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: if if, if there's roads all the way around it i'm not saying you know if it takes you you know if it's a 15 mile square, but if it's, if you can do it in a good amount of time, we always check the squares to make sure the coyotes still in there. And if it comes out, you know, we go, go to the next square. If it comes out of there, we go around that square. So, you know, we try to make sure when we're putting on a track that, that, the, that, the, that the coyotes in there, you know, but we, we mm. do miss them. I mean, we, we've missed them in the deer trails and things like that, you know, um, but sometimes I yeah, have to get it across the road, but we, we try our best to get them on, you know, get them in the right square anyways but like I said, we do, we do miss them, but I'd say the average is six to eight hours if I had to guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about the running dogs. Cause that's, I mean, so I have, I have three, um, camp dogs come from Mike camp and mm-hmm. they have their three quarter Walker tree and Walker quarter, um, running dog. Or I could be. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it's three quarter running dog quarter walker. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Three quarter running dog quarter trend walker. Um, I really like what I have with those dogs. Um, they don't come out of the gate, you know, just blowing the top out of the tree. And I'm I'm a big, uh, I'm kind of old fashioned when it comes to this. You know, I want my dogs. They got to be able to trail it and tr- and tr- jump it. And run it down and catch it before they can tree it. So I don't get too excited about that, but um it's it's a different I've never had well, let me take that back. I did have a dog with some July in it, and one time I had a dog with some trig in it. Um But now he was bigger, built up in the front end, um, wider chest and stuff than the the three that I have now. They're they're more They've got a deep chest to them, um, good leg on them, can run all day long, <laughs> which I like. But I don't hope it don't take them all day to catch it. But if it does, then they've got the tools to do it. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about the running dog and and what you guys are looking for. And all right, so you talked about the the, the trailing ability. What else is it in there that you guys um, are looking for with the, with those style of hounds?
0: I, I One thing I look at a lot is their feet. I like them to have a real nice tight foot that can hold up because like I said, they'll run, I mean, it's not, they'll, there's days they run 30 or 40 miles and that's no joke on the Garmin. Mm-hmm. So they need to have they need to have some tough feet. You said about that one dog having a having deep chest and I, I love that. Like I said, my best dog, what she has is the deepest chest and she just has a gas tank that can last all day long. And that's the, I like them to have a huge gas tank that they just don't these don't seem to tire. And uh, and I like them to be able to do it day in, day out. But yeah, they definitely, feet's one of the biggest things. Nose, we talked about that. Um, yeah, about everything like that. Um, that's really about it. Um, I'm not too big on how they look. I like a good looking dog, don't get me wrong. But as long as they, as long as they got the nose and good feet and they bark good
1: and,
0: you know, cold trail and all that stuff I'm fine with that I don't even care I don't even want them to I don't even care if they fight as long as they'll hold one if they do bay one I'm fine with that I don't even care if they fight that's what i that's what I look for
1: yeah so you said something there that kind of caught caught my attention um you said they didn't you you didn't care if they fight which is fine are you are your guys dogs um tight on the ground because two of mine are one of mine is not the other two are <clears throat> no they uh they're pretty pretty open i mean
0: some of my about half of mine bark pretty well cold mm-hmm. and then when they're jumped really well and then the other half they 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 they're silent to jump and i don't really have a preference on that i mean sometimes i really like listening to a good cold trail and then other times I, I it just doesn't doesn't bother me a whole lot but yeah, they, they all bark pretty exceptional. I don't really like, I had a couple silent, not silent, but they got, they would, when they would get in the front, you know, they would tighten up, say if they took the chase over or, or they would go out of a check silent. And I just don't, I, I don't care for that. I, I like them to be, if they get the check, I like me barking. If they're up front, I like me barking. I like them to, mm-hmm. if they're moving the track. I like them to make a noise, you know, for sure.
1: Right. So is that common with the group that you hunt with? Are they all kind of across the board that way?
0: Yeah, yeah, for for sure. We all like dogs that bark a lot. The, the older guy with the Butch, they 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 can't bark enough to him. I mean, they cannot bark enough, and uh, they can bark too much for me. But I definitely like them to make a lot of you know. I like them to. They're moving a the track. I like them to be barking cold. I'm not, I'm not. They don't have to bark cold. That's not a deal breaker for me. But when it's up, they better be tonguing pretty good.
1: Right. Yeah, and mine do. I mean, once they'll they'll hit or miss on on the track on the cold track but once it's getting ready to get jumped you're going to know it And once it's jumped i mean it's i mean there's a pretty constant roar (laughs) it's not a whole lot of uh, downtime in it so do you guys do any um i mean i know they have competitions um like running competitions is that something you guys do or is it just strictly the hunting side of it
0: no, we've never gotten into that. I never went to them fueled trials or anything. They I've always wanted to, but I just just never just never have. There's some puppy trials and stuff I always wanted to go to, but I just never just never made the time to go to, to go do it. Um we do utilize those pens. Uh-huh. you know, for training our getting the scent and the pups nose. I mean we, we 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 do utilize them pens, but we've we've never gotten into the into the trials now. Never have.
1: So do you have pens close to you that you can actually use? You just said you could utilize them.
0: No, they're not uh, legal in Pennsylvania. We got to go out of state to get uh, to them, and they're quite a long drive. Uh, but the, like, it's it's worth the drive, you know. to Get your pups, you know, going and everything like that. It makes it a little bit easier to get them rolling than on the outsiders. Around here, there's a lot more game in the woods than just coyotes. You got to you got to worry about. So it's nice to get them get them rolling in a pen a little bit. But it, the pen can hurt them as easy as it can help them too i mean you get running them too much it's not good for them in my opinion i don't think it's good for them to run them in a pen too much
1: uh-huh. and so what about fox because i know there's some fox pens um down down on the coast in carolina and stuff do do your do you have problems with foxes or is it are your dogs just pretty much staying on the oats
0: they we probably have I'm, I'm gonna say like you're saying about trash in like five races a year that's probably what we have and it it drives me nuts and i try to correct them for it but it's hard to and and you know it's there, there's there's definitely more fox than there is coyotes. like i'm pretty sure they're they smell quite a bit more than a coyote so that i, I get it but it, it, drives, it drives me nuts i try keeping them off it but there are fox everywhere around here mm-hmm. but we try to try to correct them for it i don't have much of a much of a problem. More more red fox, than gray fox. I'd never had one one gray fox chase, and I cracked them on that. And the red fox is worse than anything for sure.
1: So, w- so give me a, a little bit of lesson in that. What is the difference? Um, it's like for me, and I, I mean, because like I said, I I don't know anything about your world, other than I'd prefer my not to be running them. So, what is the difference in a, a coyote and a fox? Is is it just you strictly want to run coyotes, and the fox has is not yeah i i
0: yeah i strictly want to run coyotes and to me to me trash is trash some guys don't care if they run flocks but i like it and foxes. they're 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 okay to chase but they're they run a lot smaller you know they're just they're just not as fun to chase to me so i just prefer coyotes as most guys do around here there are guys that don't mind they'll run they'll run either but i i prefer just to stay on coyotes and i don't want to be out you know trying to stay on a coyote and it gets tough and a tough chase and they smell a hot fox track and get on that fox track i I don't want that to happen you know that's the main thing i don't want them get off on a hot fox when the coyote chase is tough so i just try my hardest to to keep them off them things
1: so you guys are like us you prefer to stay do you have trouble with any other game um like deer and bobcat bear anything like that
0: deer is is the biggest thing around here they are we're just polluted with them uh-huh. and that's a you know we try to i try not casting my pups at all you know I, I i try to be very careful with them about the deer um i have one here he never ran a deer i don't know what it is he'll be three in june and he's never ran a deer and i just you know, i wish they were all like him because the deer could just be so tough on us um coons they like they, they like a coon i don't know what it is but these coyote dogs can catch every coon on the ground that they see i don't know what is it what it is but they catch so many on the ground it, it drives me nuts really the coons, oh they catch i don't know what it is i've been coon hunting so many times and never catch one on the ground and you take these kayak dogs out on a you know warm day and they'll catch they'll catch a raccoon so fast it's not even funny i don't know what it is about these dogs
1: the speed
0: they got yeah, that they might- got
1: that get up and go
0: must be and, and and I can tell you what they can't fight a coon for for crap they they suck at fighting one I, I don't I do to do it but I, I can I can see them they are not good at it at all
1: I mean I've you know I've coon hunted for well I don't know I've I've can say for twenty eight years but um there's been a big lull in that when I was competition hunting but. Man, we just you know we didn't catch too many on the ground. You catch them up in a cornfield up in Indiana or Illinois or Michigan. You catch one in a cornfield every once in a while, but I mean we just you know in in my 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 hunting with my dogs that just tells you they probably slow as Methuselah. Then because I mean I can probably count on one hand every one that I've ever seen caught on the ground.
0: Oh um, man, it's 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 horrible here. I have a, I have a question for you. How your average bear chase before you tree how how long do you think it would be
1: well you know i get that question a lot and i ha it depends there are times um that they go up fairly quick and I, here's what i here's how i feel about that if my dogs trail an old track and they're beating and beating and beating and beating and they jump that bear. And if it's cold out and that bear's been laid up, usually they go right up, they go up a tree just pretty much instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, if that bear's been out moving, um, you have more of a race with it. And then we have some bear that just have their Nikes on. I mean, in my 20 years of, of hunting, I've run bear through three different counties. Um, and I mean, that's, you know, by the crow flies, you're looking at 10 miles. Uh, by the crow, but if you go up, you know, over one mountain into a valley, across another mountain into a valley, up and over another little mountain, down across the hard top, up over another mountain and crossing two, two or three more little hard top roads, I mean, like you said, you're looking at 20-plus miles. Um, mm-hmm. the, So it depends. I mean, I can't answer that with a definitive answer because, I mean, we've jumped them out of their beds and put them up. I mean, just bang. And, you know, we've run them, you know, seven, 800 yards and treat them, and we've run them 20 miles. And, and we're not, mm-hmm. you know, usually if you're running 20 miles, you're not catching it. <laughs> like it's done. Yeah. It's done. Uh, it's got his Nikes on. He ain't coming back. But, um, and it's kind of like what you said. It's kind of funny how all this crosses over is if you've got a young juvenile bear that's looking for a home, um, he's looking for a home range, um, That bear may check out and be gone, and that's the bear you're Mm going to run 17 18 miles because it's not his home, he's just traveling through there. Um, so,
0: reason I asked, we've only got on a few of them, and I don't know if it's because the bears don't get ran here in Pennsylvania, or it's because of the speed of these dogs or a combination, but anytime we've ever jumped one, it doesn't last. Very long at all, and I, I I I always wondered that if it was because they don't they just don't get ran here, so they don't know to run you know to run away, or if it's just the speed of our mm-hmm. dogs or what. But they tree very fast, very. The, I've only seen it a few times with ours, but but it happens fast.
1: For yeah, sure. yeah, and I would attest that to. They don't have any pressure. They they you know, uh, you're just basically running up on them, and they're like, holy crap! I got I need to catch a tree so they they hang the first limb they can get to so mm-hmm. yeah. so do your do your dogs actually tree on them do they treat like a tree up or are they just like once said, they get there they're done
0: it's only happened a few times it's funny it seems like like i have white dogs get you know with july blood in them and it seems like the white ones tree pretty good like i've had them stretch out on a coon too and it seems like the other like the tricolor dogs they don't know to look up but um, for sure, the, the white ones, they, they seem to know to look up and I've had them stretch right out on a tree on a on a bear raccoon. I don't know what it is. They, I, don't, I don't know. The white ones definitely are different for some reason. You know, not all of them, but a few of them definitely know, you know, to, to stretch right out on the tree. I don't know how.
1: Well, that's interesting. Very interesting. I, I mean, I would think, you know, <clears throat> with my experience that um, – Well, I don't have any experience with that, so I can't really attest to it, (laughs) but it's kind of funny that your running dogs will tree. I mean, that kind of puts anything that anybody thinks that they're just running dogs, puts that to a side, doesn't it?
0: Like, like I said, not all of them, and I've, I've seen other guys tree them too, and not all theirs, but I have seen a select few that they'll, they'll sit right at the bottom looking up, barking, or a couple of them will even stretch right out, like a, like a dang, a tree dog, I, I don't know what it is, and it's like i said the ones that i have to do it are the white ones i don't i have no idea but i try i like i said i we haven't had that happen in a long time i i took i tried to take care of that problem i am on wood i haven't had that issue in a long time with a, with a bear mm-hmm. um then the coons we've been pretty pretty solid on too but i'll tell you what if somebody somebody else is one of my buddy's dogs or somebody i'm hunting with dog uh starts a coon you know catches a coon or finds one mine or definitely still will not turn it down. They haven't started one on their own in a long time, but they have a tough time turning them down. That's for sure.
1: Oh, they can't have a party without them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's for right. sure. They, they, they don't have a whole lot of self-control on the coons. The deer, the deer, the ones, the, ones, the mine that are broke, I will say they they uh, they won't all get dragged into deer, but man, if they see, if, if the dog has a coon, they are going to do it. It drives me nuts because I just correct them and correct them and correct them, and they still do it.
1: Mm-hmm. So... How do you hunt? Like, so I think we've probably skipped over that. How do you guys hunt for coyotes? Like, for me, um, you know, our early season, you know, August, September, we do a lot of rigging. We've got plenty of roads and, um, you know, food crops and creeks and stuff across the roads and stuff. So we do a lot of rigging. So that means we just, you know, we drive around our truck. You know what it means drive around our truck. We have the dogs on top. They strike, we put them down. And that's that's our hunting. Now towards the end of September when the especially like this year, um, with the food crop got so good by September twentieth, we had to get in the woods and hunt. Uh the bear were laying down, they weren't moving, they had plenty of food, and then of course when we roll over into December, which is our, our harvest season, you've had two months of deer hunters, the bear are a lot more cautious, they're not coming across roads. Um, so we free cast, we do a lot of free casting, you know, just putting some miles on, like what, you know, we just take off, walk and hit an old logging road or hit the ridge top or, um, you know, something, a path out the top of the mountain. And that's what we do. So how do you guys do that?
0: Um, we didn't, we depend a lot on the snow that, that makes it very pretty simple to find them. Most days, I mean, sometimes you have to drive for a couple hours, but it usually works pretty good. But this winter we've had near the snow that we usually have. So we've been depending a lot on, you know, locating them, getting them, getting them howling. Um, Some guys have been running cameras. Cameras have helped. Um, I don't, we don't, most of us don't have any rigging dogs like you're talking about, but a friend of mine, uh, he does have a couple that uh, he'll ride them down the road in this cup. You know, he rides them all in a cab. He don't have a dog box and uh, they will. They will uh, rig for him. They'll start barking. He'll let them out. And by golly, they'll they'll go run a coyote. And, and I didn't believe him at first, but he, I've seen it with my own eyes. And that was them. His dogs are the first uh, running dogs that I ever seen do it. That, that, that'll you know bark on a coyote track from the road. You know, on, I'm talking on dry ground, not even on the snow, just riding mm-hmm. down the road. And but I don't have I don't have any that'll do that. Never really totally tried it, but I don't think I have any that would do that. But snow is definitely number one, locating them, getting them howling. Cameras have been a huge help this year with the no snow. and um, just, and then We do, we do cast. Um, You know, if we can't, we can't find out we do cast and in, in our, a lot of our good spots, you know, that we get a lot of runs in. We, we do that. Um, That's one thing that our, my dogs lack in is free casting power and ability. They, I have a heck like they just like, if you take them out of the dog box on the road. And there's no track there. They just do not like getting in the woods and get going. And uh, you know, I can walk them in there. You know, four or five, eight hundred yards, and they eventually will go hunting. You know, get away from me. But they just don't have that hunt that I that free cast power that I'd like from the road. And that's one thing I really want to work
1: on. So, and I, I, there's a couple of things I want to touch on here. Um, but I want to talk about your free cast. And so, some of my buddies that have access to some of those pens, they take their pups. And I know you said that you didn't think that was a good thing, but they take their pups and put their pups in those pens for like a week or two weeks. And then that's about it. But they said that's how they get their dogs. Like they'll just go hunting. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. So I don't know if that's something that, you know, you, you're, you could do, but <clears throat> I know that for me, like, I don't care if my, like for me, when I'm free casting my dogs, I like them to stay within hearing distance. Um, Mm -hmm. so for us, once they get past three, 400 yards, they're out of hearing for us most places. So I like my dogs to stay in that, that zone. So I work, I mean, that's something I work on. I, you know, I tone my dogs once they start ranging out too far to keep them back in that, that bubble, um, but I feel like you—you know—how do you how do you raise them? How do you do how do you do them when they're puppies? And like, are you just taking them out and putting them on tracks when they're crossing the road? Is that the whole process, or are you actually um, taking them for walks in the woods and seeing which dog does what? What what is your process like?
0: Yeah, when they're young, I have a lot of that to my girlfriend Cassie. She walks them the puppies every day. She'll take them on walks and, you know, get them crossing creeks and stuff like that. Watch them hunt, let them play, you know, let them smell everything and stuff like that. And I get a little bit too, but like I said, I'm busy a lot, you know, at that time of year. Um, but she does that a ton. And then um, when we're running, you know, even if they're too young to run, I, I still like taking them in the pickup, getting them acclimated and they're riding in the truck or in the walks, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and maybe that is what's wrong. When I'm when they're young, I'm putting them on too too many hot tracks. You know, I'm, I'm not making them go hunt, but you're so worried that they're going to trash. You never know, run, run a deer. You're so worried you hold you hold them back till you're sure that they ain't going to, you know, trash. And I don't know if that's what it is. I, I tone break all my dogs. I'm not sure if they handle too good. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. But now if I stick them with a dog that'll hunt, like one that will cast, they'll go just fine. If, that, if they have a dog drag them in, they'll get in there and hunt like no other. They're fine. But just getting them off the road. Getting them away from you, is just a headache, and it it drives me nuts. And I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong, or mm-hmm. it's just how they're how they're bred. I, I'm not sure, but I'd love it. if somebody knows or has a good tactic. I'd love to hear it. Cause it's driving me nuts.
1: Well, I have. You said that your your buddy's dogs that are same bloodline. Now they'll go on hunting, right? Um,
0: the the one guys, yes. Uh, he his kind of half to hunt because he had a stroke ten or twelve years ago and so everybody that he goes with you know a lot of guys they don't want to walk they don't want to walk dogs in the woods and ain't theirs you know what i mean mm-hmm. so his his dogs just kind of had to learn how to cast and he said the same thing when he was younger and could, and could walk his dogs back then weren't near as good as, as hunting either because he walked with them you know he, he walked them in there got them rolling you know all that stuff so he he say, he even said the same thing back when he was when he could walk that his dogs lacked that hunt that Free cast ability too, so uh, like I said, I think he just kind of made his do it, and they just they just go hunting. His uh his aren't all tone broken. They don't, I don't think they they're kind of the style of dog that don't want caught, but like they don't like being caught. So I don't know if that's part of it. they just don't care to be around you, you know. But uh, that's that's about all I can really all I can figure out on 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 his end. But the other my other buddy his he struggles with the same thing he he's been trying really hard, you know, he, he, he can get them to go hunting, you know, uh, running them down trails, you know, uh, logging roads and stuff like that. That's how he's been getting his to go hunting. But still like we mean between me and him, we don't have a dog that'll just go hunting in the woods, you know, just stopping on a road, kicking them in the roads. We have, we have mm-hmm. to have a, a road or a trail or something like that. And-
1: so two things to me, um, is the, if- if your if your dog is ranging out with another dog, that's a confidence issue. Not that your dog can't do it because he can. He's doing it with 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 the other dog. So he he's got it in him to do it. Um so he's he he's lacking the confidence to to do it solo. And I can tell you from my experience with dogs um you ha- and I know a lot of people have mixed feelings you know everybody kind of some there's people on different sides of the fence and some that's on on the 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 middle of the fence but you know i've seen it with my own dogs is if you keep putting them out and putting them out and putting them out where they don't have to they don't have to go look for it they don't have it's right here like okay here's the track dad puts me on it it's a good track i can take it and i'm out of here then dogs are lazy they're gonna mm-hmm. cut every corner and shortcut every process they can um, because that's just the what that's just the way they are they're gonna do what's what's best for them right um, yep. so a couple things there with what you're telling me um, in your dogs and I think I would I think the next time I had a pup I think I would try putting it in a pen for a, a couple days or a week or however you guys well you said you can't because you're not don't have them there Um yeah, I would, um, you know, have your girlfriend spend a little bit more time with them in the woods, taking them on walks. And if they range out and they go to run and junk, don't don't fret over it. I mean, you, that's stuff that you can rein in. It's easier to back a dog down than it is to get him to go. Mm-hmm. If that if that makes sense.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's true. You said about getting them out and putting them on a you know putting them on a cold track, putting them on a good track. And- even hard in. I mean, a lot of my dogs. You get them out of the box. The first thing to do is pick their head up and listen. You know they're listening for a dog barking.
1: You mm-hmm. know because you're packing a lot. They're,
0: yeah, and if there ain't a dog barking, then they get out and they're smelling yep. every. You know they're smelling up and down the ditch. You know, so you're right. I mean, yep. i, I just, it, and I and I have thought of that before that I'm just you know constantly putting them on tracks, constantly putting them in a chase. You know, you know all all the time. and
1: and, and, it, and it is
0: our fault. I've thought of that, but I just even starting out, I've tried. I just don't know how to get them to. I thought, uh, you know, I said these next pups, I'm just going to take them down a, you know, dirt road that ain't busy at all. I'm going to let them out of the truck with the gar- with the collars on. And yep. I'm just going to sit in the pickup. I'm just going to sit in the pickup. This They're, they're going to get bored eventually and they're going to leave. Yep. You know, and I'm just going to try that and just just sit in the pickup until they leave me. If I got to sit there all night, that's what I'll do. So,
1: yeah. No, I, I think, I, I think it would be a good start. Like I said, don't, don't fret over. Like I don't want my dogs running junk either. Um, let's just make sure we're clear on that. I don't, but if my six month old pup picks a, picks his head up and takes off on a deer, I'm I'm gonna stop him. I'm not gonna electrocute him by no means. I'm gonna cut him off at the next road or the next trail or whatever, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna work on that. But I got to put him on the right game and something else there on on yours. Um. You said your dog will cold trail, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I, yep. All of ours will. If they don't, then we don't. Uh,
1: but you're finding around. the track for them.
0: Yeah. That or, you know, yep. getting them in the woods and getting mm-hmm. them, you know, like I said, in the woods far enough, they will leave you and go hunting eventually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, you know, but yeah, they, they, they all will cold trail. Yes.
1: Yeah. So spend a little more time, like give your dogs a little bit more. And I mean, one of my good friends, um, Wes, uh, and he's been on here a time or two. He's got one of the one of our pups. Um, you know, he was worried about that too. You know, he was he was holding his dogs and worried about this. And I'm like, just turn them loose. They can't learn nothing in your truck. They can't yep. lear- learn nothing on that lead. And if they go out here and run a deer, we fix it. No problem. We got it. We'll fix it. But you got to give them that opportunity to explore and to learn and to um, develop and and maybe maybe that's that's a little bit of the hole back there but i think you're on the right track for sure
0: it's one thing my friend taught me you know a lot of guys when their pup runs a deer or dog runs a deer they get they just get so upset it's the, end, it's the end of the day you know pack up your toys and go home and he taught me and, I, and i'm a firm believer you know when that when that pup runs a deer or runs whatever the best thing you can do is get that thing on a. You know, on a coyote or whatever, whatever you're running bear, whatever you want it to run that same day. That's the best thing you can do for that dog is get it off the trash and
1: put it on what you up want up. it to do. That's right.
0: Yeah, that's it, that same day. Don't don't wait till the next day. Don't put it up for the rest of the year. You're you're going to do wrong. Just get it on. Get it on the coyote that same day. And that's just the best thing you can do for that for that pup. Yep. And I'm I'm a firm believer in that for sure.
1: Yeah. No. No. I mean, that's exactly right. And one other thing I want to hit on real quick before we have to wrap this up. Um, he was talking about rigging coyotes. So uh, my spook dog, which is, you know, three-quarter run and quarter tree and walker, um, when he's on the rig, um, he'll rig a coyote every once in a while. And the difference, and so my buddy, so last year we were, it was September, late September, and we went down over the hill, and my buddy's truck blew up, and then my other buddy's truck blew up, and then I come along well, my dogs didn't say anything except Spook, and Spook barked one time. And I'm like, it's a coyote. And they're like, how do you know that? Spook will have, he has this, um, he has this anger in his bark when it's a coyote. And I can't, I can hear it, but, I mean, he has this, like, he's mad. Like, he's mad. It's like you punched him in the face, and he's like, I mean, just a roar when he barks on a yote. Um, is he for sale no 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 <laughs> but so this year my buddy was in from indiana bryce and we were rigging around the mountain this is in december same thing happens we're going out the top of the mountain spook gives that big loud roar and he, he jumps out of the truck and i'm like what are you doing he's like i'm gonna turn it off and i'm like no 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 we're good he's like what do you mean i was like it's a coyote he's like how do you know it's a coyote and i said the bark like the bark tells it all. Um, but yes, my dogs will rig a coyote too. And I've never asked them to do it, never wanted them to do that. So I feel you. Yeah, you're just, you need what I got and I need, I don't need what I have. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it's strange. You know, it's crazy the things you see.
1: Yep. Yep. So, Brett. To wrap this up, is there anything else you, you know, anything you'd like to add, take away, anything you want to leave us with, um, on, on the coyote, like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time to educate me. And this is something I'm probably going to try to dive into a little more because, uh, I want to know, like, I want to learn your world.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I, I, we covered quite a large, quite a, quite a lot of it. I someday I wouldn't mind, you know, talking about puppies and stuff, you know, that, that's a lot of fun never that's that never will make it worth worthwhile to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh you know getting started and how they act and what they do i, I think we covered you know a good chunk of it
1: yeah i mean as like i said some of the stuff that you were talking about like you know when we have dogs coming to the road and we're not seeing the bear and the dogs are turning like i i mean i know i mean i know like it's not it's not a bear like you know I've run bear too many, many times in those areas and though, you know, same, you know, we can pretty much tell where the bear is going to cross. You know, they use the same pass, whether it's a bear you caught this year or the bear you catch 10 years from now, they say That's, they use the same highways, right? Coyotes
0: are the same way. You, you can kill every coyote. You run in the same block in the same spot. I don't know what it is. They cross in the same spot every, every year, every and I'm I'm not talking the same coyote that you don't get the first five times. I'm saying different coyotes, they'll mm-hmm. run the same every time. I'm not sure what it is that interests me, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, well, like I said, I appreciate you bringing us into your world. Like I said, this is new for me. Um, I did pick up some tidbits and learn some things because I, I see what my dogs are doing when they're not running a bear or I'm not seeing the bear. And some of that behavior you explained very well. Um, so I appreciate your time, and we end every podcast the same way. Uh, Brett, thank, thank you for teaching us about the coyote world.
0: Yes, and first appreciate you having me on. I love the podcast. Listen to all of it. It's a, it's a pleasure and blessing to be able to be part
1: of it, for sure. And we appreciate it. The journey on Houndsman XP has teamed up with one TDC. This dual action support for oral health and mobility in our dogs. This unique supplement is so effective that it is recommended by top veterinarian experts worldwide to maintain and improve our dogs' health in four different areas. Their oral health, hips, joints, and muscles, skin, coat, energy, and recovery. Guys, I've been using this product for the last six months and it has been a game changer for me. If you're looking for something to help with the overall health of your dog, go to worksowell.com and give this product a try. It is highly recommended by Houndsman XP here on the journey.